questions. I think this person is online or has previously watched online, but um, I feel like it's a man and you are entertaining thoughts of not being here anymore. And um, I just literally felt your heart cry out today. I, f I could feel it. So I took a moment and I just felt a complete renewed sense of hope and excitement for life for you. Um, I can still feel the excitement in my heart, so I'm just excited for that for you. And um, <clears throat> we encourage you to continue tuning in. Uh, and also email Pastor Mike. We'd love to connect with you. And um, you have a very special purpose here. I, I can't emphasize that enough. And so... Um, you can get a hold of Pastor Mike at info at freedomministries.org. Um, you'll totally be safe and protected. We're not going to call you out or anything. We just want to connect with you. So we love you. Awesome. Appreciate it. So Bill and Micah. I'll just let Micah talk. <laughs> <laughs> I've got something for you, too, before you leave. So who's talking first? I'll come down here so I'm not. I'll give it to you first. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Um, well, I got a great testimony, but you know the greatest testimony of all is to tell you that that uh, I have a, the greatest privilege of representing Jesus. That each day I can mirror him. That um, the love he has shown me, I can now show to other people. I'm just so excited. Life has really changed for me. And uh, what we've learned the last year or so, I don't know how long has it been now. <laughs> it's been a long. But uh, the, the, the revelations coming now is just really, it's, it's set me free. I mean, I'm not perfect in it. <laughs> but you know, when I mess up, God sees, sees me as Jesus. He sees me perfect because I'm in Jesus. And it's, it's just a, it's a, it's such a loving father that, that he, he loves me in spite of myself. <laughs> but things are getting better. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's been quite a year for us, especially for me. Back in March, uh, I took sick. You know, I was on rehab for about five months or so. Um, and prior to that, I remember, I don't know, sometime, first year or sometime, you, you told us we should start imagining what, what we want for our lives. And with Micah here encouraging me all the time, he says, let's go to North Carolina. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that became a vision for me to go to North Carolina because my daughter's there and I have four grandchildren there. And um, so it was difficult, though, because I was on rehab for three or four months and I couldn't get the, our place up to sell. And uh, it, was just, it was just seemed almost impossible for us to, to get out there this year. So we, it looked like we might have to stay till next year. And um, so but back... Around um, the first of October, I know I just started visioning in my heart that we're going to go. We're going to go there this year, and I want to go before the election. That was my request. I want to go before the election. I want to be on the road. I want that check in my hand <laughs> before we leave. <laughs> and so I just kept seeing that, you know. And so last, last weekend, we finally got the house up for sale, and it sold the next day. <laughs> and not only did it sell the next day, it, it sold a much better price than what I was asking for. And um, so here we are. We're getting ready to go. And I'm going to miss you. <laughs> I'm going to, we've been with this guy, we've been with this guy since 2008. And, uh, and he's still somewhat sane. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, uh, we'll be, 
online all the time, yeah. but we're not going to let go of you. And uh, we'll be coming back once in a while. So, uh, Mike. Well, you know how good God is. Um, you know how good God is for giving us more than what we asked for. So, you know, we give him the glory and the thanks for that. And the opportunity to work in North Carolina is going to be a blessing for me and open door of opportunities. So, you know, we just thank God for getting us to North Carolina and making it possible. So this is their last week here. Hope, hope, stay here, Micah. Now, Micah, I got something for you. I think my wife's got something for Bill. Did she give it to you already? Okay. Here, let me do this. I want to make sure you know how to dress right when you get to North Carolina. So you don't forget how to dress. So I got you something a little here. It's not Yankees. He's, he's already got it dialed up in the Yankees, but uh, that's a real shirt. That's Iowa Hawkeyes right there. Even though they got beat today. <laughs> so wear it well. I don't want you to turn into a Tar Heel out there. Okay. All right. You heard him. No Tar Heels, right? We'll love you guys. We'll miss you. This is their last week here, so make sure you say goodbye to them before, uh, before they head out tonight. Sound good? All right. Now, listen fast, guys. I got some announcements, all right? Because I want to get into this. Wasn't it a glorious day, though, today? UFC fight, Big Ten football, even though Iowa lost, but World Series tonight? Like, what a glorious time, right? What more could you ask for? <laughs> yeah, warmer weather, that's for sure. Some of you guys know it. I saw it's supposed to be a high of 13 at my house on Monday. That's not right, actually. That's, uh, that's confused. Imagine how cold it would be without global warming. <laughs> Praise God for global warming, right? So, anyway, uh, a couple things. Can we just show that, that slide? I did this the other night and send it out on Facebook with the Brick Kids. But, hey, thank you for all you guys we found out about this two days before the deadline because all of a sudden India, like last year was the first year we did it, where these, these kids, as young as five, they're literally just indentured servants. Their whole life they spend in this brick factory. But what's cool is Brad Jerzak introduced me to Tim Stewart. Some of you guys saw him. He was on Sunday Night Fellowship of Impact Nations. And he's like, Mike, you got to check these guys out. It's 130 bucks. Once you get the kids in school then the Indian government, by law, subsidizes their education for the rest of their time in school. So for literally 130 bucks, we get them out of slavery. That's a great investment, in my opinion. So they, they weren't going to school because of COVID and everything else. All of a sudden, they just immediately did it last week. So we had two days. Um, but in that two days, you guys still gave 9,200 bucks, which is, well, that was between what was Inspire account and uh, what you guys gave. So that's 70 kids that within two days, and so... I asked him when the next cycle is going to be, and he's like, March, April time frame, depending on what's going on with COVID and everything else. So I just think we can do multiples of that if we have a few weeks to, to really invest. So I just want to say thank you. That's so cool to me. That's one of the coolest projects, I think, that we work with in Inspire 100. Isn't that cool? So appreciate you, all you guys that give to Inspire. That's, uh, it really is remarkable that they never leave that brick factory their whole life. It's the first time they, they've even gotten out of the bricks. Where they, like, if some of you guys heard Tim on Sunday night just thanking you guys, he goes, they, They've never had shoes. They think shoes are toys, and they're all proud as pie of their new shirts and new shoes. And so, thank you. That's one of the coolest things I think we do. So, isn't that cool? So, that's that. Um, this shirt, thanks, Ben and Melinda Indall from Mesa. I don't know if you guys can read that, but not all who wander are lost. Jerome, Arizona. I'm assuming, guys, it's someplace in the boonies. I don't know where Jerome is, but anybody know where Jerome, Arizona is? It must be if you're there, you're wandering, <laughs> or you're very lost. So anyway, I appreciate you guys. They tune in uh, from Mesa area. Uh, all right, so don't show up to live service here next week, right? Because my wife wants to go trick-or-treating. So that's why we're, no, not really. <laughs> but uh, so I will put an email out as well as Facebook this week. Just watch. So some of you guys online, I know you've already talked to me. So next Friday... Uh, that is the 30th, October 30, right? We'll be in Jacksonville, Florida. And then that Sunday, we'll be in Ackworth, Georgia, which is like the Kennesaw, North Atlanta area. So I'll put directions out on that. So if you're in that area, that'll be great. But don't show up here. Now, Saturday night, um, 
Thanksgiving, or Thanksgiving, Halloween, Halloween. Um, this is kind of cool. So if you want to go, I'll put an email describing all this, but there's a, there's a video I watched of this guy, Dr. Dan Rogers. I watched it several years ago, and it's probably the best I've ever seen on biblical imagery. Just like once you understand the imagery that's in Scripture where, it's, uh, it, where it carries all the way through, like we were talking about last week, like the sword. You know, the sword is your original identity. It's, it's literally who you are. And uh, you get all these pictures. Once you get it, the Bible actually becomes this beautiful, amazing thing. In fact, the only way you can do it wrong is to take it literally. <laughs> If you read it literally, you're going to miss it. But if you take it allegorically in myth and understand all the symbolism, it becomes really beautiful. So uh, next Saturday, do this. Is, is, like I said, I'll put this in the email, but if you Google Dr. Dan Rogers and biblical imagery, this video will show up. And I think it's awesome. It really is, is really great. And then Sunday night, the what is that, November 1, right? At our normal fellowship time, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern, Dr. Dan's going to come on for a Q&A. So I want you to watch it this week or Saturday night, whatever. And then um, you can ask him questions. Like, I, I just think it's awesome. I think you'll be, I, I think light bulbs will come on to you after you watch it. Like uh, it did for me years ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, why is this stuff not taught? It's so valuable to understand what scripture is and myth. And, you know, why, why do we, why do they, like, why does Jesus walk on water? You know, I see people trying to walk on water, missing the whole meaning of the whole thing. And so they drowned, you know, and whatever. Because they, they miss it. <laughs> they don't understand what it's about. It's not, so anyway, Dr. Dan Rogers, biblical imagery, if you on YouTube or Google, it's awesome. And then that next Sunday night, um, after we're going to do the House Fellowship in Ackworth, Georgia, then we'll do at 8 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Mountain, we'll do the normal fellowship, and Dr. Dan's going to be on. You can ask him questions, and, you know, based on, uh, it's really good, like, Anyway, I, don't want to, it's, it's, I, it's, I think it's fantastic. So anyway, I'm excited about that. I think that's it for, for uh, announcements, right? All right, you ready to roll? Okay, I hope you don't mind. I love to dig into this Greek and Hebrew. You guys okay with that? So I've looked at, I've looked at John 16, 23, 24 forever. I love it. Some of my favorite verses, all the prayer verses, but I really dug into the Hebrew and Greek this week. So I think it, it means more once you do it. So... Amen, amen, lego. That's what it says in, uh, in Greek when you, when you start it. So let's, just, let's go to this first slide. I want to show you something here. So if we, John 16, 23, and he says, In that day you won't question me. And that's a different, it's a different word. It's ask in King James. There's two asks in these verses, but one ask is to ask a question, like, hey, can I ask you a question? That type of thing, which is the first one. And he says, once you get this revelation, you're not going to question me anymore. You're going to get it. So I'm trying to help everybody get it. Fair enough? So he's saying, in that day, you're not going to ask me, hey, can I have a question? Truly, truly, which is amen, amen, I tell you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Now, just the limitlessness of that should rock us, I think. The fact that anything you ask in my name, he will give it to you. There's no limits, is there? You see any limits? Now, if we dig into this, this is where I think it's cool. So truly, truly is amen, amen. They actually quote the Hebrew there, which I think is fascinating. So they're pulling it from Hebrew. Amen, amen, lego. So, truly, truly, I tell you. Amen is the Hebrew word for faith. Like if you look at, what's, what's the Hebrew word or the English word for faith? Or the Greek word for faith? <laughs> the English word, faith. So uh, the Greek word is pistis. You guys familiar with that? Or pistuo. It's like faith. But then if you look, it says this is used for the, the Hebrew word amen in the Septuagint. So, amen is belief, it's faith, would you, would you actually go look for it? It's persuasion, it, uh, it means to believe, it means absolute surety. So, this is pretty cool. Now, amen in itself is really interesting. And some of you guys will start to get this Hebrew, it's really not very hard, because it's usually just roots. It's usually like three letters or two letters. So, amen, what's the A sound in Hebrew, anybody know? What's the first letter? Aleph, where we get Aleph Bet, alphabet, right? Aleph, last letter's Toph. You guys familiar with that, right? So uh, Aleph, Amen. So what, what do you think the next letter would be? Ma, ma, mem. My wife gets it. And then Amen, Nun is the N, right? So it's three Hebrew letters, Aleph, Mem, Nun. Now what's really interesting is Aleph, Mem, M, literally if you go look it up, means mother. Well, what do, what do mothers do out of their womb? They give birth. 
right? It's the female part of us, if you understand. Hebrews believed we were the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's you, because you have, uh, you have a conscious mind, which is you get to plant the seed, whatever seed you want. That's the male. The womb, the female, the subconscious will, will return anything you plant there. So that's the spirit within an inner chamber, right? And then, uh, so if, a, if, if a, a male seed, the father, plants a, a seed in the female womb, what do you get? You get a son. You get children. That's the whole Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen? So uh, that's really fascinating to me where it says, I've made everyone male and female. Each one of you have a male-female part where you give birth to things is what he's trying to say. So Aleph Mem is the, the mother. And then Nun is literally a seed. It's life. Now, if you look at this, it's pretty interesting. So Aleph, Aleph means Adonai. It means oneness. Um, we, we've been talking about that the last few weeks. Is It literally is this picture it's two yods and a vav. Vav is a picture of you and I, a man. Vav is the sixth letter. Man was created on the what day? Sixth letter, sixth day, right? So six is always man, just the flesh part of us. And then seventh is perfection when you get to seven, which I showed you that. That's Zion. It's the crown vav. So we're, we're the royal priesthood. We're the crowns. But Aleph is oneness. It's Adonai. It's, uh, it's two yods with a vav. And literally, if you look at it, it means yod is the power of God or the, work, the ability of God to do work. The ability of God above and below the Vav. That's a picture of heaven and earth, if you understand it. So the Hebrews said, where heaven meets earth is the temple system. If you go look at the holiest of holies, that's where heaven met earth, where divinity met mankind, and the high priest would go in there. But the New Testament revelation is, it's not the tabernacle of Moses, it's not the tabernacle of David, it's not the tabernacle in the wilderness. What is the true house of God? You. That's what Paul says. You are the tabernacle. So all those stories about you, which that alone, if you really start to get a hold of this, is going, wait a minute. The same God that created the entire universe is one with me? It's a pretty good gospel, isn't it? That should knock your socks off, actually, if you really start getting hold of that. He says, I and the Father are one. Let them get this, Father, the same as we are one, they're one. And I'm in you, you're in me, and we're in them. He's trying to give us this language that we're so intertwined that you can't tell where God starts and you begin because you're so in union, you're so in one. Everybody with me so far? So that's a, the first letter, Aleph, means the ability to, to take the spiritual down to the physical, the power of God to take what you do in the spirit down to the physical. Now, Mem, the picture is mighty waters. And so Aleph is also the leader, the, the first man of the house, the strong man. So mother, where we birth things, M, Aleph Mem, if you want to just look at the pictures, it's strong water. What do you think strong water is a picture of? The Holy Spirit, right? The power of God, the, the Holy Spirit in you. So strong water, the mother, gives birth to noon, life, the seed. So literally what it's saying there. Here's how sure you are, because it means faith, it means absolute surety, amen. You, why we always say amen is so be it, right? So be it, that's how it is, it's absolute surety. And what he's saying is, whatever you do in the spirit is a seed which will come to life in the physical with absolute surety. That's the power of the spirit. Very cool so far? I love that stuff if you look at it. It's like so fascinating to me. So, so here's what he's saying. With absolute surety, with absolute surety, whatever you do in the Spirit's going to be physical. You can count on it. Amen? And then he says, Lego. So, Lego, if you look at it, it says, I tell you in English, but if you click on that, it says Lego. And Lego, the original meaning of Lego means laying down, going to sleep, resting. Isn't that interesting? Later used as putting an argument to rest. So here's what he's trying to say. With absolute surety, you can lay down and rest and let the Spirit bring something out of the Spirit to the physical. That's the strong water in you. Isn't that cool? I think it's awesome. So here's what John is telling you is, amen, amen, let go. So what he's saying is what I'm about to say is an absolute truth that never fails. Lay down and rest in this truth. So now what's this truth? Whatever you ask the Father in my name will be given you. Now, we learned some bizarre things it, when I was getting saved, <laughs> becoming a Christian. I saw a lot of people scream in Jesus' name. Anybody else see that? Is it? <laughs> I look back at it now and I go, we were so goofy. So uh, I, I see him like yelling in Jesus' name and sweating and snorting. And, and, uh, and what he's trying to say is Jesus, even when he's talking prayer, he says, listen, the kingdom of God 
is where? It's within you, and it doesn't come with anything visible. So when people are running around yelling in Jesus' name, he goes, that's not it. It doesn't come with anything you can see. It's within. Amen? And what he says is, don't babble around and use many words like the heathen do. Do what if you want your prayer answered? Go within. Go into your closet is what he says. And what you do in secret, in that secret place of the Most High, which is the, the holiest of holies within you, will be seen by everyone. So life is a reflection of what's going on in here. Got it? So far? Okay. All right. So, so in the Father's name is not screaming in Jesus' name. Now, I say it a lot in amen, 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 because it's, it's really a reminder to me going, this is how it is, this is how it is, this is how it is. Done deal. We've just, we've just seen it done in the, in the Spirit. Done deal. We can go to rest, and we know with absolute surety the strong water within us, the Spirit in that inner chamber is going to bring it in the physical Rest. Lay down to rest. It's done. Amen? You guys good so far? Now, what, what do you need to do after that? After you've done it in the, in the spirit? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. What, what do you do? You cannot add to the omnipotence of God. Is what I'm trying to get to you. People are trying to like, I'm doing it wrong. Did you plant the seed? Then you can't do it wrong. Just wait for the inevitable. Is that simple or is that simple? That's Lego. Lay down and sleep in this deal. Amen? And even Jesus says that again. He's like, let me tell you what the kingdom's like. He goes, you plant a seed, you go to sleep, is what he says. He even tells you, go to sleep, right? Thank God. No all-night prayer meetings, ever. Sleep's better. We just go to sleep. Knowing that, what are we going to add to the omnipotence of God? Once you get that you and the Father are one, you got it. It's him doing the work. Isn't that fun? Hey, it, I want to, even when you told me, it was like, I want to move before the election. All right, we're going to miss you, but yeah, I guess that'll work, right? <laughs> don't vote for the wrong guy. Did you vote already? Oh, no, oh, no, don't do that. You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> He's going to, so anyway, so I want to read something, Dr. K. Fairchild, she, I, she did a Facebook post. You can go find it. I think this is awesome. So what's this ask all about? We figured out what amen, amen, lego means. He says, truly, truly, I tell you. Then whatever you ask in the Father's name. Ask is where I think people get hung up. Because he says, truly, truly, the first ask is, can I ask you a question? And most of us were taught prayer like that. Well, ask God. And if it's his will, he'll give it to you. And if it's not his will, he won't give it to you. Does that give you any assurance? You're, you're stuck, aren't you? Faith is supposed to be you're totally persuaded. So how faith was taught to me is I'm totally persuaded that I can't be persuaded because I might ask wrong. Or I might ask something out of his will. Totally missing those scriptures completely. So what is ask? What's ask all about? And here, Kay Fairchild wrote this, and I'll show you some cool things here. The word ask was wrongly translated from a hetio. If you go look at Strong's 154, that's that ask. It'll, it'll say ask, require, demand. It gives you all these different definitions. Was, which should mean to lay claim or to realize that which is already ours. It's akin to the word receive, which simply means, and um, receive is the Greek word lambano, if you go look at it. Lambano means to aggressively lay hold of what's mine. Receive doesn't mean, Lord, I, I, I believe I receive. No, spit harder and yell Jesus louder, then it'll work. That's what, <laughs> that's what I saw in church in the charismatics. I'm like, that just doesn't seem right to me. Um, so lambano means, oh my gosh. If, so if you, if I, I put this in the post today in the email. Now, well, let me keep reading it. This will make more sense. It's akin to the word receive, lambano, which is aggressively lay hold of what's already yours. So it simply means take unto oneself that which already belongs to us. They're almost very similar. Often we hear well-meaning individuals asking for things in prayer because they think ask is, Lord, can I have this? And sometimes they... They defeat their own purpose. There's no assurance there because uh, they've been taught all these strange things about prayer that sometimes he answers, sometimes he don't, sometimes he's silent. You cannot find that anywhere in Scripture. Every prayer verse is assurance, absolute assurance. Amen, amen is absolute assurance. What I'm about to tell you is a done deal is what he's saying here. <clears throat> so we, we hear well-meaning individuals asking for things in prayer rather than knowing that all things are already yours. So asking here, this atitio, is simply receiving what's already yours by inheritance, okay? So 
if we go to this, let me just show you this next slide again. Um, all right, so that word ask, whatever you ask in my name. So if you put this all together, here's what he's saying. With absolute assurity, what I'm going to tell you is real. And then he tells us what this absolute assurity we can have. What anything, limitless, whatever you ask in my name will be given you. So let's work at this ask just if we even use Strong's as the reference. So it says if you look at the word ask, ahitio, which is Strong's 154, if you go to Strong's, it'll say this. Uh, it, or it, it does not mean asking God if you can have something. That's what most people do. They go, Lord, um, please heal my brother if it's your will. Is there any assurance in that? Because it, maybe his will is not health if it doesn't. See how we get weird? And we, the very thing we're taught to not, we're taught to have absolute assurance in this thing, but then how it's taught is, but don't be so sure because it might not be his will. That's garbage, guys. That's garbage. That, that, if I did that to my kids, or worse, if I did it to my wife, would we have a really pleasant marriage? No, sweet. Get your faith up. Um, yes, but not really, because it might not be my will for you. Like, what? Right? That's just crazy. Anyway. So if you go look up Strong's 154, it'll tell you to compare it to this Greek word, pantunamahi. I don't know if I did that right. All you Greek scholars, leave me alone. It's... It's a, I'm just copying this straight, <laughs> straight out of Strong's. And then it says, compare it to that puntan omahi, Strong's 9, New Testament 44, 41. And then it gives you the definition. I literally just copied and pasted this. To question. That means to ask, hey, like normally how we were taught in prayer, can I have this God? But that's not what ask is. I'll show you. So ascertain by inquiry as a matter of information merely, thus differing from a ritio, which is Strong's 2065, which properly means, hey, can, I do, can you do me a favor, God? It's a request. Now, if I ask a request, is there a possibility, if I request something, there's a possibility for them to say no, right? That is not what the ask is here. Then it tells you it's different from these, and it's different from ahitio, which is Strong's 154. Quote, ahitio means is strictly a demand for something due. You're demanding something that's yours. And if you really go look at it, it if you get into it deep, um, it says something like this. It says, uh, you're due something because a requirement has been met. And the example I used the other night would be like this. So if, if we told our kids, hey, kids, um, <clears throat> hey, uh, clean your room. And once we clean your room, then we're going to go to Taco Bell, Right? They clean their room. Now, can they expect from me something that's due to them because they fit the requirement? That's what this, if you really dig into it, that's what it's meat. Now, what did we do to, to hit the requirement? Absolutely nothing but be born. <laughs> so he says, <clears throat> if you ask in my name, it will be given you. So you can demand what's due to you because you're a son. Because he's your dad. When you go look at that name, um, it'll, it'll say proper name, like my like surname. My proper name is Popovich, right? Yours is Surface. So this is what I was sharing in the post. I said, imagine if you were Bill Gates's child and you knew you had this inheritance. Did you get your inheritance by sweating, struggling, doing all the right things? No. What, how did you get your inheritance if you're Bill Gates' child? You were born. Amen? So here's what he's trying to say. Once you get the revelation, he says, in that day, day, if you go look at it, the morning star, the rising sun, the day, um, it's not a day, because you see this a lot of the time. It says, in that day. But in that day means a revelation. It means you catch something. And what he's trying to say here is, when you get that you're, he's your father, and he's left you an inheritance, and you are a joint heir of Jesus Christ, is Jesus Christ God? And you're a joint heir, co-equal heir, simply by being in the name, by being born in the family. And you had nothing to do to be born in the family. Amen? So what he's trying to get to you is truly, truly Lego. What I'm about to tell you, you can go to sleep. It's an absolute surety. When you have the revelation that everything's already been given to you, that you're an heir of everything God has, now you can boldly receive what's already due to you. You get it? 
That's pretty cool, if you, in my opinion. So if you go look at that, I'm just showing you. I don't know why Strong's, you know, goes ask, require. It gives you demand and all these different things. But then when it gives you the synonyms, it says, Ahitio is strictly demanding something due. Now, you are due to it. You're due, you're due to receive it simply because you're a child of God, right? In Romans, Paul tells us this. He says, um, you don't have to be afraid of God anymore. And Dr. Dan's going to talk about that a lot, just the imagery. Why? Why did they ascend on a mountain? What, what are the clouds all about? Um, you know, what, what, why, why did Jesus go up on a mountain all the time to pray? You know, why, why all these things? And then you'll understand because every religion that, at that time, the Middle Eastern influence there, God is on a mountain, right? And I love it because he, he, in there he talks about C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien. I've, I've talked to you guys a lot about that too. I've, I've read a, a bunch of stuff on that. Just, just how Tolkien... Uh, got C.S. Lewis to believe. He's like, listen, of anybody, and this is what Tolkien said, which I totally agree with once you start getting the symbolism in the New Testament. He goes, you need to read the New Testament as myth of anybody. You will understand this because he was a big, big, uh, he loved, um, oh, I don't remember if it's Norse mythology or Greek mythology. I think it was Norse mythology. So anyway, all these things in the scriptures will start to make sense to you once you start to get all that. So anyway, What's due to you is your inheritance. So praying in the name is not yelling Jesus. That's what I've said. It's not like in Jesus' name. It's not that. In fact, you can scream Jesus' name for the next 10 years and get nothing. That would suck, wouldn't it? It's called an all-night prayer meeting is what that is. Because it has nothing to do with that. The kingdom of God is where? It's within. And Jesus says this. It is the Father's great pleasure to give you that kingdom, and where he gave it to you is where? Within. And the kingdom literally is the Greek word basilia, which means his royal rule and reign. So here's what he's saying. I've given you, us guys and gals, my rule and reign. But it's not external. It's internal. Amen. What you do in the spirit, the power of God above and below you, you're the connector, the divine connector that takes anything you do in the spirit and gives birth to it as a mother to what you do in the spirit. So whatever you do in the spirit, you can take it to the bank. It's going to come to life in the physical. That's what he's saying there. Amen. Amen. Let go. What I'm about to tell you, if you get revelation in that day, when you finally get that you're a son and you have the inheritance, everything God has, he's given to you. In fact, it's so seamless. You can't tell where you start. He begins. Amen? Now does it make sense? It's not, Lord, please, please heal this person if you can. (laughs) He even says that. If I can, you've missed the whole point, right? So he's going, if I can, what are you talking about? He goes, all things are possible to him who believes. Amen? There's no limits is what he's saying again. So anyway, praying the name is not yelling Jesus. Uh, It's a revelation. That's why he says, in that day, day is when... When the day starts, when the sun comes up, we're at the peak of darkness. All of a sudden, the sun peaks above the horizon. It starts to get what? Light. And I love what Francois says. He goes, darkness does not fight with light. It literally just goes away. So if there's anything going on in your life, you don't have to battle anything. You don't have to fight anything. It's just get revelation of what you already have. And the, the thing that's dark to you will no longer be there. It'll literally be replaced by light. Got it? So we're not trying to yell and scream. And, and uh, that's where I think the quantum physicists get this so much better. Like I've, I've told you this a million times, but Dr. Greg Braden with the Medicineless Hospital, it's so brilliant to me how he, how he talks about it. He goes, listen, they didn't come against cancer. They didn't rebuke the spirit of this. They didn't rebuke the spirit of that. Because how many spirits are there? One. So there's not lesser spirits trying to fight a greater spirit, right? There's one spirit. Now, all the negative, all the junk, all the evil that we see in creation, God said, I've created everything, and it is very good, right? So where does all the very bad come from? We misuse the gift that's been given to us. We think on the wrong things. And he's given us his royal rule and reign. So when we, when we get it all gunked up in here, guess what? We experience it, Amen. Does that make sense to you guys? That's what he's trying to tell you. So, yeah, I just wrote in there too. Again, so it, this is just a good reminder, I think. If you're, if you're struggling, think of it this way. If you're struggling with, with uh, 
finances, imagine that you're Bill Gates and you're Bill Gates' child and at about, I don't know, when, when you kindly have recognition for it, they go, oh, by the way, here's this trust fund for you. <laughs> That's got a few zeros in it, right? Well, I didn't do anything, Dad. He goes, I know, isn't that cool? You were just born into the family. My dad did this. Dad did this for me. Well, who's your dad? In that day, you're not going to be afraid of God on this mountain because all other religions are afraid of God and God's on a mountain. He goes, I'm going to give you a, not a spirit of fear. I'm going to give you a spirit that cries out, he's my dad. I'm a father. You're going to get revelation that he's a father. And I've, I've tried to get you so many times. If Bill, that's why I love that just Bill Gates is doing okay financially, isn't he? If you were his heir, would you ever be worried about finances again? Well, you are part of the family, the name above all names. You're born from God himself. Amen? So how big is your inheritance? It's limitless. That's why he says, anything you ask that I own, it's yours. It's lay hold of what you already own because you already own it. So prayer is not, Lord, please, can I have it? It's revelation that, oh, my God. I can simply see what I desire within, and amen, amen, what I do in the spirit with absolute surety, we can go to sleep in this, will show up in the physical. That's amen, amen, let go. Isn't that cool? I just think it's meaningful when you start digging into it. Does that excite anybody but me? So we don't have to struggle for health, like rebuking this or rebuking fat. All we need to do is see ourselves how we already are. We have divine health. Oh, praise God. Amen. Right? And then all the darkness will go away. That's pretty cool to me, isn't it? That's called grace. That's the whole world responds to you. Because the whole world would respond to Jesus, wouldn't it? I've been trying to get that. It's, it's uh, oh, it's been fun. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> I have been really pleasantly surprised. More people are pumped about it than negative. They're going, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. That I'm one with God? Like, yes. The same God that holds all creation together. He's given you his royal and rule and reign. And when you look in the mirror, you look at him. Because you and he are one. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I don't even like all the circles. They try to do the circles. Well, this circle and this circle. And there's four circles. And you're in the middle. Wait a minute. Time out. It says, if I look in the mirror, I see him. There's no circles. Amen? I don't buy the circle stuff. Sorry, all of my Trinitarian guys will get. I'm like, I'm not buying it. You're one. The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit is you guys. Amen? You are male, female, and you give birth out of what you do in the Spirit. Amen? That was the Elohim. Bereshit, Bera, Aleftof, or Elohim, Aleftof. In the beginning, what sons saw create was what the sons saw created. Elohim. Eloah is God. The Yad Mem is plural. So what he's saying is in the beginning, it was one God made of many. They get, the, they get the plural. They get that. But Jesus comes and tells us what that's all about. He goes, from the beginning, you've been attached to mankind. I left off. Amen. You are the divine connector that connects heaven and earth. You're the temple of God. You're where, you're where divinity lives. And guess what? When Jesus says, who's his body? We are. From the beginning, it was one made of many, Elohims, you and I. Isn't that cool? Because I, let me just, this is how my brain works. By the way, the Father, who, has anybody seen the Father? According to Scripture, it says not, right? It says nobody's, nobody's seen the Father or have a revelation of the Father except me. But it says the Father, you can't see anything. It says that he's spirit. He says it's not, the kingdom's not visible. So if if we take this literally, the Father's here and Jesus is on the right hand. Don't we see that in Scripture? Doesn't that imply separation right away? That's why I'm not buying it. I think it's much deeper than that. I think the right hand was always the place of honor, etc. He goes, I've placed you there. I've put you in me. We're one and you're my bride and I treat you like a bride. I spoil like a bride. You're my bride of honor. I've given you everything as your inheritance. You like it? Now, how do we get it? We get it from within. We simply lay hold of what's already ours. So when you're praying, you're not going, please, Lord, is this your will? No, no, no. Ask is, ah, I see that he's my dad, 
and I have an inheritance, and it's already mine. I simply see what I desire. If you ask anything in my name, now even in. Now, let's think about this. In my name. I don't think we get it. (laughs) In my name. So, is it common language to go to my kids? I go, in Popovich. Weird, isn't it? I think it's weird, isn't it? So what's in? In my name. In my name. If you go look at in, it's a preposition, which does mean in. It means a location within. Or it says in this state or frame of mind. So here's what he's trying to say. If you have the frame of mind that he's your dad, in my name means that. I'm aware of my inheritance, everything I could ever want, he's freely given to me. I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything. He has to give you everything if you're one. Two have become one is what he says, right? He didn't give you a lesser one. He gave you one. That's a left. From the beginning, a left has been attached to the two wooden sticks, you and I. It's from the beginning. And there was one God made out of men, Elohim's. Anybody get this? Jesus says that in John 10. He's like, you know what? Why, why are you killing me? I said, we're not killing you because of the good works. We're killing you because you calling yourself a son, make yourself co-equal to God. Now, Jesus' answer in there is really interesting. He goes, wait, time out. Time out. Your own book says ye are Elohim's, one God made out of many. Your own book says ye are God. Then I've told you this, like the next verse, I about fell out of my chair when I, when I, in that day when I had Revelation. Says in that day, you're gonna like, this stuff's gonna rock you. In that day, and then he says, Your own book says ye are Elohim's, and scripture cannot be broken. That's a truth, is what he says. That cannot be broken. Why are you upset with me when he says you're one with God, Elohim's, when I'm just saying I'm his son? Go read John 10. It's fascinating, isn't it? He quotes Psalm 82, where he says, From the beginning, you were Elohim's. But you fell in your mind, so you're going to die like princess. You're going to be like an average dude because you don't know who you are. That's what Psalm 82 says. Isn't that wild? But when you know who you are, when you know you have an inheritance that everything you could ever desire is already yours, you simply see it as if it's real inside, and it becomes real on the outside. That's the kingdom within. Now, how easy is that? I think it's easy, isn't it? I'm not saying you don't doubt, because at least I do. I wake up and I see me, and i got to remind myself, wait a minute. God, why couldn't I be somebody cooler today? Why could, <laughs> anybody else ever do that? Why couldn't I be somebody with a little more faith today? I wake up faithless sometimes, amen? And then I got I to gotta, I gotta remind myself, no, wait a minute, renew my mind daily. Hold on, it's not my faith. It's not me doing the work. It's not me trying to gin up enough faith. It's simply seeing it within, knowing that anything I desire is already mine. And what I do within, his omnipotence brings it to pass in the physical There's nothing for me to add. I just receive what I want. Amen? That's ask. Isn't that good? So none of this, stop this stuff like, Lord, if it's your will. I'm going to slap you. Because that's not what it means. (laughs) I love, I think Francois yesterday said, you don't have to ask God what his will for you is. You are his will. He wants to express life through you. So here's what he's doing. He's going, what do you guys want to do? Well, Lord, we're waiting for you to tell me your will for me. No, no, I've given it to you. I've given you my royal reign. I'm waiting for you, you knucklehead. Stop already. The whole, that's where Romans 8 says this. The whole world's waiting for you to wake up and realize you're a son. Amen? And if I'm a son, then that means I have an inheritance. And how much did I inherit? The whole thing. <laughs> so if you want to move before the election, you move before the election. Amen? Right? What are you going to do cool for Barbara now with all this extra money you sold your house? <laughs> huh? No, I'm, I'm just messing with you. You're going to invite us to your log cabin? Yeah, cool. Are you, you're going to buy a cabin, right? Yeah, I love it. You showed me, is that, did you show me the picture? No? I thought you showed me a picture a while back. It's not that one anymore? It's a log cabin? That's what you see? Awesome. He'll, he'll give you something better. Isn't that cool? Why? Because it's already yours. It's simply, amen, amen, Lego. What I'm about to tell you is very real. When you get revelation that you're a son, you can ask for anything I have, and I will give it to you with all surety. 
No questions asked. Is that persuasion or is that persuasion? When you get who you are, you don't have to work up faith. Faith comes naturally because you get who you are. I don't have to have faith to receive something I already have. Amen? It's just revelation. I already have it. So is, that, is this helping anybody? All right. So let's, fin- let's finish this up. So all right. Uh, if we go to that last slide. Okay. Uh, the Mirror Bible gets this really precisely too, I think. So John 16, 23, here's how Francois interprets it. In that day of your awakening. See, day is always revelation. It's always, I went from darkness to light. I see something about myself now. In that day, you're not going to question me is what that first word is. You're not going to question me because you're going to get revelation that it's already yours. We don't have to go, Jesus, can I have this? Not that kind of ask. He says, you're going to have the, the second ask, which is a hetio. When you get that you already have a revelation and you own everything on the planet, now I can freely receive what's already mine. I can receive what my Father's given me. Cool? All right. So in that day of your awakening, when you get it, when you get revelation of your inseparable union, you shall ask me no more questions. That's the first, hey, can I have a question? Is this your will? That's what that first question is, the ask, right? He tells us the second ask here. So instead, instead of asking me questions or questioning me, can I have this? Instead, you should certainly, ahitio, demand what's already due to you from the Father as your inheritance directly in my name, is what he's saying. Knowing that my name represents the extent of all the Father has already accomplished on humanity's behalf, and he will happily grant you what you've just asked and take all questions of possible doubt or uncertainty out of the equation. That's amen, amen. Isn't that cool? Does that sound like, Lord, if it's your will, then I'll have it? No way. He says, don't ask like that. He goes, you're not going to ask me that nonsense anymore. That's the first ask if you go look at it. He says, instead, you're going to demand what's due to you because you have a revelation that you're a son and daughter and I'm your daddy. And I've left you a pretty good inheritance. Amen? So if you know you already have it, how much joy do you have? (laughs) You're pretty excited, right? So amen, amen, let go. It just, here's what he's saying. Rest in this absolute truth. See yourself as a child of God. That's what Romans 8 says. It says, you know what? When you, when you, he didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit where you get revealed, you get understanding, you can see that he's your Abba Father. And if, we're, if he's our Father, that makes us children, one. And if we're children, I'm just quoting Scripture in Romans. And if we're children, then we are heirs. And if we are heirs, we're joint heirs, equal heirs, of the only begotten Son. Only begotten, he goes, I've given every one of you the only begotten Son. To the Hebrew, the firstborn, the only begotten, got a better inheritance. And he says, I've given my only begotten Son. Now, who's he giving it to? Every one of us are the only begotten Son. You got the whole stinking thing. That's what he's trying to tell you. Get it? I've only got one Son and I've given it to you. That means something. That means you've got the whole inheritance. Holy smokes, when I realize I have the whole inheritance, I freely receive. Now, what if it seems difficult or impossible? Doesn't matter. All things are possible. Amen? Everything. Everything. Isn't that cool? That's why I love what Rich and Ashley and some of us do in the prayer groups. Like, we get some impossible situations, but it's not impossible. In fact, we don't struggle for it. We don't strive for it. We simply, oh, thank you, Father. We see it like this. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now go to sleep. <laughs> what you've done inside is the omnipotent power of God, which you're the Vav, you're the, you're the Aleftoth, the power of God above that connects all the potential in the spirit down to the physical is you. And it's the power of God inside you that he's given you that will change anything physical in your life. So how worried do we need to be about stuff? Absolutely zero. Amen? Because he says this, Simply see, get revelation that you already have what you desire. Now just kind of like sink into it. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that I have that. And as you see yourself doing it and enjoying it as if it's already real, now go to sleep. You've planted the seed. Your amen is mother plants the seed. And what you do in the spiritual with absolute surety is going to come to pass. That's amen. Is that cool? I think it's cool. So, oh, I love that. You're not begging God. You're not jumping through religious hoops, asking God, please, Lord, if, you, if it's your will, please come through for me. Amen? Don't ask like that anymore is what he says. 
Get revelation that you're a son, and then you'll freely receive everything that you already own. That's the second ask in there. Amen? Does that help you? So, if you're, if you're, uh, it really doesn't matter. Whatever you're going with, whatever's going on in your life that you don't like, you cannot change it out here. You'll get frustrated, right? You can want, try for it, work at it, try do this right, do that right. But unless you get revelation, it just comes back again. It doesn't really work. It's much more simple. It's really, wait a minute, I can change my focus. I can see how I want life to be and realize that that is simply lambanoing. I'm simply laying hold of what's already mine. And once I've done it in the spiritual, I can literally lay down. Amen, amen, let go. Lay down. This is an absolute truth. What you've done in there will come to pass. So when you see your life is this. How you see yourself is how it's going to work. Don't see yourself as a grasshopper like we saw last week because grasshoppers are low. They eat dirt and grass and crap, right? Don't be that. In fact, they get eaten by other things. So... We saw ourselves as grasshoppers, therefore we were grasshoppers, is what it says. How you see yourself. So see yourself as your absolute best, amen? See yourself as unlimited. See yourself as abundant. See yourself as totally joyful, full of health, thriving. And when you do it, you can get excited because with absolute assurance, amen, amen, let go, it's going to come to pass in the physical. No more difficult than that, amen? Does that help? All right. Let's go watch the World Series. Who's up? I didn't start yet. Maybe didn't start. Yeah, I did. We're an hour and something into it. Who are you guys rooting for? <laughs> Not the Cardinals, sorry. Right? Sorry, Les. Uh, the Rays and the Dodgers, the Los Doyers. Huh? 2-1 up Dodgers in the series, so game four tonight. Amen? I just love it. So anyway, Father, we love you. We praise you. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, prayer is fun when it's not begging you or wondering if it's going to happen. It's simply seeing what you desire knowing with absolute assurity we can go to sleep. What we see within is absolutely going to come to pass in my life because I already have that. I get revelation. I have everything already. I simply see life how I want it to be, and life responds. That's grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hopefully that made sense to you guys. So, Dr. Dan Rogers, biblical imagery. Go Google it. Watch that before Sunday night. Then Sunday night he's going to... uh, do Q&A. It'll be a lot of fun, I think. God bless you guys.